What's up, crew? Last month, we spent $460,000 on paid advertising. A lot of different ways you can grow your business, but I got to tell you, one of the most controllable ways to do it is learning and mastering the art of paid advertising. It's how we grew our business from zero to 60 in warp speed. And a lot of people are telling you that they can teach you how to do paid ads, but we actually do it month in and month out. And we've put together this fantastic product. And our lead media buyer goes into detail about how we place media, how we write advertising, what images we use, how we do targeting. It's extraordinary. And it's very, very, very affordable. If you want to grow your business faster, go to trafficandfunnels.com slash workshop. One word, trafficandfunnels.com slash workshop. Let us teach you how we do it. And you'll get some good lessons to implement in your business as well. Check it out. You're listening to the Traffic and Funnel Show, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, and conversions. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Traffic and Funnel Show with uh, your host, Chris Nanny Evans and Taylor Money Welch. We are so happy. Um, that is literally the stupidest name. Dude, it is your name. It is who you are, bro. We're doing this podcast a little bit different. Has it been a while since we've done a podcast or did we go? I don't remember. A couple weeks ago. We've been traveling. We got a lot of new stuff going on inside the business. People are like, man, I actually got a message talking about um, how they love that we're repurposing some events and stuff. It's like we're busy like building a business. Sometimes we can't do a podcast because we're we like very busy hiring people and stuff. But anyways, I figured today that Chris wants to talk about something very near and dear to his heart. Uh, slumps is his, is what he said. He wants slumps to talk about slumps. slumps and dumps, specifically how to handle the hard truth. And when you get stuck in a bad place in your business, what do you do? But we're going to do this podcast a little different in that we're going to be doing some live freestyle coaching. So AMA, AMA stands for Ask Me Anything. If you didn't know, now you are hip with the cool kids. That's what it means. So anyways, as we talk about this, what I want to invite you to do, if you're attending from the uh, Facebook group or anywhere else, throw a question. If you want coaching on something, if you want thoughts on something, you know, we, we purchased um, $650,000 in real estate last month. We consistently do a million plus a month in revenue. We have a team of 35, 40 people. We are building and growing and shaking shit up. And so if you want coaching or opinion or advice on something, just throw it in the chat box. It can be anything. If you want to know how Chris does his hair in the morning, let us know. We'll literally talk about that as he stares at himself like a weirdo. Anyways, August has been a difficult growth month for us. And sometimes people, I think, look at companies like ours and companies that are growing and advertising and they think everything's just easy. And it's not, it ain't so. It's not, it ain't so. I think for us, man, we are at such a pace that's breakneck and we normalize new levels really fast. And that can be dangerous if you're at that place where it's like, oh man, well, $100,000, that's chump change. You know, then you get to 250, then you get to 500, and then you just push, 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 push. And so that's a powerful thing, but it can also be a kryptonite. It could also be a weakness because growth is costly, right? Whether it's finances, your emotions, your energy, whatever it might be. Um, And so I think it's really important for people to understand. And I'm going to be talking to people who actually are out there doing stuff. 
right? Not people who just think about business, they talk about business, but they're actually doing business. Um, you know, when you get to a place where you're just at a slump, you, know, you just feel like what in the world is going on? Like sales aren't where they need to be. Uh, you know, money's not coming in. Revenue is not coming in like it should be. And you just might feel like, man, is, is the economy tanking? Is, is, this, is this it? Like the recession that everyone has been talking about, is it, is it now the time? Hopefully. Right? Hopefully it's coming soon, swiftly. But I think it's important if, if someone who is doing business that they understand that there are seasons, there are ebbs and there are flows. And it's really important to one, protect your emotions, protect yourself, protect your energy. So that when you find your place at a lull, you find your place maybe in a slump, you have to realize that that is completely normal. First and foremost, and you have to be at a place where you are protecting yourself. Taylor, how would you recommend that people protect themselves? Well, you said something interesting to know that the ebbs and flows are normal. I think most of the, the, the damage that is done to people when they're in challenging situations is not the situation itself. It's that they're in a challenging situation that they didn't, they think they should not be. Mm. And this happens with our sales guys and our marketing guys. It's like, it's not that Facebook is giving you uh, problems. It's that for yep. some reason you expected it to be easy. And we talk about this, but like, you know, when you know that you have truly gotten into a state of high performance, when you are expecting it to get difficult and you don't, people get cynical when people don't have what we're talking about, they become cynical. You want to know where cynicism starts is an entitlement spirit about like, I should just have what I want easy and not expecting things to throw resistance at you. I think the most damaging effect in entrepreneurship today is when things get hard, people, people are like, why, why me? Why is it difficult? And so they're not on guard for that. When things challenge us, we don't like it. And we're not crazy. We're not like, Oh God, ruin our business. So we know what it's like to struggle. We're not, we don't yearn for that. Blood for punishment. There is nothing that breeds strength, like struggle, nothing. And we know that it's coming. We know that it's going to, we know there are things that are going to come up that are going to challenge us. And so we don't get cynical when it happens. We're not like, well, of course life is hard. No rest for the weary. Have you lies the head that wears the crown, blah, blah, blah. We're just like, let's go. Let's figure it out. Hey, Steve has an interesting question. What's up, Jeremy? What's up, Malachi? What's up, Chris? By the way, crew, Sebastian, uh, Nabil, Steve, today's an AMA podcast. It's different. You got to ask us questions. If you want coaching thoughts, advice, whatever it is that you want help with, post it in the uh, comments. We'll look at it. Here's a question for you, Steve, or uh, you, Chris, from Steve Bruce. The past 30 days have been the best ever in growth for my business. Congratulations, first and foremost. That's awesome. Today is my 29th birthday. What advice do you have for me as an inspiring entrepreneur in the last year of their twenties? Great question. Chris, what are your thoughts? Um, uh, I don't know, man. That's a, that's a really broad question. I'm not sure the best way to go with it. Do you have an Chris, answer? Chris? Chris is out of practice. We just have to give him some space to, to get hot. So I, um, so I turned 30, in March. So I just exited my twenties. I know I look like I'm 14, Made it. Uh, but I got some years under my belt. All right. 30, my knees are starting to creak. I'm having to take like salmon oil pills in the morning and stuff. Skin starting to look like leather. 
like Gandalf the White is here to save everyone. Um, dude, here's my here's my thoughts on this, dude. First and foremost, it is awesome. Like, I think that I spent so much time in my twenties, like busting ass, <clears throat> that I had to relearn how to enjoy progress. Progress, and more importantly, the the feeling of moving forward is one of the greatest gifts in life. And yes. It wasn't really like when we had our baby this year, like there's so much stuff that happened, but dude, like you want to grow your business. You want to have more money. You want to push, push, push. But I see a lot of entrepreneurs burning out, not because they are working too hard, not because, cause I work 16 hour days sometimes. Like yesterday I woke up, I left the house at 4:40. I didn't get home and stop working until like 9:15. I'm completely comfortable with putting in the hours. I think people lose not because they work too much, but because they have this angst and they cannot enjoy the feeling of progress. So I would say that's the biggest thing. What are you What are you grateful for? Where's the light at the end of the tunnel? Enough will never be enough for me. Like I'm just never going to have enough. It's all I'm always going to be pushing. But man, I've learned to enjoy that feeling of moving forward and serving people. And I think that's the key to burnout. They're avoiding yeah. burnout. And to add to that, I'd say identify what the long game is for you. Yeah. And if you, you know, for example, where do you want to be when you're turning 40? Yeah. In your life, in your business. You're an old man like Chris. Yeah. You know, when you're just like turning into fine wine, you know, it's a seasoned, seasoned with wisdom. Stupid. <laughs> I wish you could hear this, Eli. Unbelievable. All Dude, right. Why go. don't you take, take your AirPods off so everybody can hear my glorious. I'm not, not going to do it. Sebastian. No, hey, no, hold on, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So just like identify where you want to be in five to 10 years. And the, the thing that Taylor just said, if you, if you know where you want to go, then you understand that the enjoyment of the process is going to be really powerful because if not, you'll be like so many entrepreneurs, you'll just be a shooting star, right? You have that risk right now. So understand where you want to be in five to 10 years and the process to get there is enjoying and being happy in your day to day and stay in that pocket. Good. That's a good word. Hey, Dude, what do you, yeah. I just want to give a few pointers on the slump. Well, I was just going to ask you what to do when you're in a slump and you want to get out of it. And then we got more questions. Keep throwing All your right. questions in and we'll hit them. So I'm just going to hit three things real fast. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So number one, have the right expectations. This is something that you can protect yourself from when you go into the slump, identify and know that you will go into slumps. There are ebbs and there are flows, right? And when you have the right expectation, can he stop moving the camera? It's distracting me. He asked for you to stop moving the camera. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> guys, this is our first time going live ever. First time. We've never gone live before in our whole lives. We've never presented before either. No, but when you have the right expectations and even you entertain the first, the worst case scenario, that's going to help protect you. So when you are coming up on that time where things are hard and rough, uh, then you, you've already walked through it. You've thought about it, right? You've, you've accepted yeah. it. Number two, when you're going through a slump, do not retreat. Do not retreat. Press forward. Press forward. You know, when we're like just exhausted and it feels like things are just kind of closing in, um, you know, whether you're not hitting your numbers or your team's not hitting their numbers or people aren't working out on your team or, you know, Facebook's giving you issues, like stand up and just move forward. Do not retreat. All right. That's number two. Number three, 
You ready for this? Ready, dude. This might be your favorite. Focus on the lead indicators. Lead indicators. So it's wild. All the people that we deal with, our clients, they're like, man, I'm just not making any sales. Like, I'm in a slum. And then we ask them, how many offers have you made? Uh, none. Yeah. Of course. But here's the thing. If you focus on the things that are just simple, the lead indicators, yeah. right? how many leads are you getting? How many conversations are you having specifically with client businesses? Yeah. How many offers are you making? Big boy. See, now he's getting hot, ladies and gentlemen. Sebastian says, how do you, what's up, Samim, by the way? I miss your face, dude. I'm glad you're here. What's up, Hector? What's up, Sam? Eric, y'all, if you got questions, throw them in. Today's an AMA podcast. So we're hitting your questions. Sebastian says, how do you balance the desire slash drive to push and keep growing with not getting so caught up in the chase that you're always looking at the next level and never stop to appreciate where you're currently at? I say this has to be a muscle that you exercise. Um, but for me, sometimes I just have to schedule the practice of gratitude to understand like where I've been, where I'm at, and then where I'm going. And so for me, especially like the weekends, that's something that I do. Um, and just understand why I'm doing what I'm doing, right? Most of it's for my family and I'm naturally so driven. I naturally push so much that having the right people in my life to help recenter, refocus me is really important. So family time for me is, is awesome just to appreciate that. And then, I mean, even my kids, man, my kids are like, dad, let's, let's just like go hang out. Yeah. You know, so surrounding yourself with the right people that can bring yeah. balance, you know, this is something that we talk about today. Like we talk about environment being crucial. A lot of people think that's just like business mindset, but it's not necessarily the case, right? Because you want to be holistically healthy. Yeah. Sometimes that means like you're building relationships with people. Not, they're not necessarily like killer entrepreneurs, but they're great family people. They're great husbands, they're great wives, great parents. And so I think that would be something really valuable for you to do. Dude, here's what I think too. Sebastian, there is a part of you that will never be happy if you're not pushing. So it's not, this is, this is more of a, of, of an interesting question. And it's like, you, Sebastian, have you seen the triangle that I've built on energy? I think we talked about it at the last events. Um, anyways, on one side you have contentment on the other side, you have discontentment. You have to learn how to balance both. So one of the things that we do is we really take time to step out of the game. So Chris has taken Thursday and Friday off. He hasn't agreed to that yet, but he is definitely doing it. And uh, it's to step out of the game. And that is going to cool him off. It's going to let him think about the future. It's going to let him really get into a place of gratitude because sometimes these different states we get into are counter counterintuitive and counterproductive. Like, if you stay in this drive mode all the time and you're always pushing, you just die. But then if you hop out of that and you're only like, Oh, I'm just so content with my life. And if nothing changes, I'm happy. And it's like, I'm just so happy. Then you become a monk and you can't get anything done. So it's about really understanding when, when you need to pull out. And I think that that's something that, you know, we can talk about more if you want us to anything else you want to hit on this, Chris, you want to move on uh, to the next question. That's good. Next question. Do you want me to uh, read it out? Yes. 
Pedro says, right now we have a team of five closers and four appointment centers. How do you think about growing slash hiring your sales team? Is it strictly based on calendar inventory, number of leads, being contacted, et cetera? Yeah. Um, so the way we do it is we typically hire three at a time, knowing that one is going to be the best, two is going to be second best, and the third is going to get eaten alive by the other two. So we don't – we. Un- I expect out of every salesperson I hire, I expect for me to have to hire three to get one. And that is not a retention issue. Guarantee you. Uh, that, that is not an opportunity issue. That is just the psychodynamics of having salespeople on your team and salespeople typically are hunters and they have competition in their blood and all these things. So if you hire a, if you hire a salesperson and they complain about not enough opportunity, then you don't really have a salesperson. It was, all I'm going to say on that. So thought I like that. Anything to add to that? No, sir. Malachi says, let's talk about risk. Taylor, you made a post about risk aversion at 2k a month and how it shouldn't be something you're focusing on. What do you think about risk as a new business owner? Yeah. 2k a month. You have nothing. You, you're, you have nothing. There's nothing for you to lose. If you make, um, a million dollars a month, then you have a lot more to lose than if you make two grand a month. It's, it's amazing to me, the people who like, they'll talk to our advisors or somebody on our team. They'll be like, yeah, you know, my business is kind of struggling and we're doing $48,000, $50,000 a year. And I'm really nervous that I'm going to lose 10 grand. You have nothing to lose. You are at the bottom of the socioeconomic table at the very, very bottom. Like you were at the bottom. And so for me, the way I need to think about it, you may listen to that and be like, man, that's really rude, Taylor. No, it's the truth. It's just being honest with you. Like when I was making two grand a month, I was much more prone to risk than I am now because it's like, dude, well, I don't have, I can't go backwards. So I'll put anything on the table that I need to, to figure it out. And the thing about risk is it's an asset and you have to learn how to actually invest it wisely. Because to me, I'm much more afraid. This is what I'm more afraid about, dude. I'm more afraid of turning 50, turning 60, and I'm still stuck in the same place I was when I was 30 than I am of losing 50 grand on a mentor. Like you can get 50 grand back, but you can't get 40 years back. And so people are afraid of the wrong things. Fear is never going to leave you. You're never going to stop being afraid of stuff. But if you don't learn how to prioritize what you're afraid of, then you will be a slave to fear rather than being able to use it. To what you want. And here's, that's the bottom line, dude. Like Preaching I'm 30, freaking 30. I'm a cash millionaire. Net worth is way higher than I thought it was ever going to be. And we're growing and we're building. And it all comes down to a decision I made when I was 25 years old that I was more afraid of being stuck when I was old than I was of hiring a mentor. And maybe that mentor wouldn't work out. I prioritized my fear and that has been the basis of what's led us to where we are today. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're like really risk averse and you're probably not an entrepreneur, you like the idea of being an entrepreneur, someone to start a business, a business owner. But at the end of the day, um, progress requires risk. So specifically in business building. <clears throat> Shoot. You feeling good, dude? Feeling all right? You talking to me? Yeah, you didn't want to do this podcast before we started. You're like, yeah, oh, I'm this, starting, I'm starting to warm up. That's what I like to hear. I bro. think I could feel Eli's energy. He's smiling over there. <laughs> the man of the hour. Hey, if you're in sales mentor, Eli's in town for the whole week. We're going to do some lives. We're going to do some new training. We're recording some new stuff tomorrow. This challenge, 
Next time I post in Smartest Guys about a challenge, you better freaking do what I tell you to do and get in the challenge. Because people, like, dude, yesterday made a $6,000 sale. Um, it is lit AF. <laughs> yeah, Matthew just said, not a question, but some appreciation for the training and sales mentor challenge. Quote, reflex training is amazing and provides a ton of value and easily digestible. Love it, dude. Thanks for that, Matthew. What's up, David Thompson? What is up, Hector? Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Nabil, got your question. James, y'all, if you got questions, today is an AMA. Talk about anything you want to talk about. Talk about cash. Bell says, what are your core values as a company? When did you nail them down? Are they a work in progress? So is it like 11? For us? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. We actually just recently nailed them down. I don't know if we want to read them right now, but... Um, we could, it depends on what the bill wants and how much money he wants to give me. Hey bro, send me a little PayPal. He hates money. He hates money. So yeah, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. We have 12 and yeah, we just, we just nailed them down. So I think we had to because people are showing up on meetings that me and Chris don't know who they are anymore. And they just got hired and we got offices in Charlotte now in Nashville. And so it was becoming a problem because different departments were building their own culture. I know that people are like culture is the most important thing, but it's not the most important thing until you get to a certain level. And this is just my opinion. Take it for what it's worth. But culture is not the most important thing. If you're struggling to pay your car note, it's just not. So the most important yep. thing is probably cash collection and opportunity volume. Once you get those things stable though, and you begin to have different departments, then culture becomes important because you'll have departments running in different directions. And that's what we were having happen. Dude, we should talk about the priority of problems. Let's go. At some point. Oh, you know it just brought up, just like, yeah, do you like people try to fix problems that just aren't the priority? Nabil, let me know if that answers your question. By the way, um, if you guys, have specific questions you can ask those too i see a lot of these are, are very general um but we can go anywhere you want to go david thompson i will see you in paris can't wait for that eli will be with us in paris what's up basal what's up daniel packard aaron all right daniel says i run an ad on adwords for people looking for self-love they click on my ad come to my landing page where i offer free training to build self-love but i only get a five percent conversion how can i know what they're looking for what do you think about that chris um well, you have to ask the market what they want. Hopefully, maybe you survey them after they opt, like the people who opt in, like what they're going for. Um, yeah, yeah, it's either, either you, you have misalignment on what the market wants or there's something jacked up with your tech. That's true. We have tech issues all the time. One time we launched a product and we forgot to connect the sales page with the merchant that took people's money. It was amazing because we were like, had all these people come in and then all these emails were like, I tried to buy 17 times and they wouldn't let me send any money. And we were like, we are the smartest guys in marketing. That's why we no changed doubt. the name of our show. No doubt about it. What's up, Misty? Misty in the hills. All right. If you're just hopping on, it's an AMA and I'm going to keep pitching you to ask questions because um, not a lot of places give you the opportunity to ask questions of really successful businesses without paying 40 grand, which you have a lot of clients to do that as well. Some of them are on here. Uh, but just giving you guys an opportunity. Patrick says if salespeople are selling for different agencies, would you hire three at a time? Um, 
I wouldn't hire them if they're selling for other people. We hire our people to sell our stuff only. Yeah. They don't have, if, if you are going 50% one place, 50% another place, I will get somebody who's doing hundred percent us and they'll kill you. So it doesn't make any sense for us to do that. I think I understood your question. Vinny AMA means ask me anything, any question you got. Patrick says, by the way, I'm in the sales mentor challenge. I love it. Closed a $7,100 sale yesterday and was no doubt from the training. Got my ticket for your Paris event. Can't wait. Patrick. Nice. We're going to hang out in Paris. We've got a uh, cool little mixer that I think the team just sent an email about this. We got Jay Abraham coming. We have Eli Wild coming. Me and Chris will be there. Some of our team will be there. We're doing a, like a networking mixer that Sunday night, full day, Monday, full day, Tuesday, all the recordings will be amazing. And I think we have like maybe two seats left. We've sold out the whole thing, except for maybe two, three seats. I'll have to look at it. Dude, freaking Jay Abraham. Saul says, where should I spend the most time if we're doing under 10 grand a month? I actually have an amazing training uh, that we can send to you. It's called the plateaus in business. It tells you basically if you're under this revenue mark, you should do this. If you're over this revenue, but under that revenue, you should do this. I'll tell you though. The first thing you need to get good at under 10 grand a month is sales. So I would spend your time. I don't know how big your team is, but if it's just you, I would spend all of your time getting good at sales because here's the thing. We have clients doing 70 to hundred grand a month, no advertising. And I, here's, here's my new definition of sales. You ready for this? Eli, you ready for this? Ready. Like this? I'm putting this in sales mentor. Is he, is Eli taking I, notes? He's taking notes on this one. Yeah. No, he does, he's got a massive vein sticking out of his arm. It's like, it looks like Superman. It's not Must even fair. Nice. Must be nice, Eli. I give up on the gym. It doesn't work. I'm done. Just kidding. Here's my new definition of sales: is the initiation of the transfer of capital. If you ha- if you can master the everyone has money, dude. Like for our real estate company, you know we're pulling in like in the last ten days we pulled in an extra 150 grants for real estate. People have money. Like people have money, they don't know what to do with it. So there's there's all of these things that get in that salesperson's head and they get will get in your head. And it's like, what do I do? I'm I'm stuck under 10 grand. It's like you have to master the ability to go draw opportunity to you and then convert them in exchange for value. So if you can say, Hey, I've got this thing that's valuable, and I will trade you this valuable piece for a hundred dollars, mm. you have a transfer, and you can initiate that transfer by learning how to sell. And so I don't think you should spend any time on anything except for getting people to call you and selling those people who call you into a program that's good for them. Yes. That's it. That's it. That's all I would spend time on. No click funnels, no books, like dude, just only get people to call you and then collect their money. Sales mentor is good for that. CK will teach you how to get all of these people coming in and calling you. That's the, that's what can help you get the wave of opportunity. So thoughts there. You want to go for more, Chris? You Iran. I hope that I'm hoping I'm saying that right. Iran. Iran. Okay, marketing question for you. You have a client that sells franchises. His target market is small, four to five K, really not having any wins and even generating leads online, Facebook and Google Ads speak with. Any ideas of how to kick the results up five notches? Um, dude, if the market is that small, you have to be pretty direct. Email outreach, direct mail. Um, and if it's franchises, I'm imagining 
I don't know why you said no. I'm imagining that the value for those clients is really high. So, dude, I would do direct outreach probably. Cool. Anything else to add on that? Nope. What's the best way to nurture pipeliners who aren't ready right now? These are pieces of my network, so they're seeing daily posts. P.S. The intelligent advertiser was awesome. Brooks, it depends on, I think, partially your revenue ratio. Um, we spent a lot of time on our pipeline, but we didn't at the beginning. It was just like, because Chris, Chris has the ability to throw so much opportunity into a business that it was like, we can just take the top 10% and not worry about anything else. It depends on if, if you're like, I'm talking about 40 grand a month right now, the fastest way to get to a hundred might not be an exhaustive pipeline system, but I also don't know where you're at or if you know, you're a client or that's, that's a bit of a more nuanced question based on your industry. I think David Thompson, Chris, you all right, bro. You losing, you losing your mojo. I just need to go to the bathroom pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> oh man. Y'all pray for us. Honest. Pray for us. Everyone. I've got the jug over here and I'm drinking a lot of water. Hey, one, one more, one more question. And then we'll wrap up and then you yeah. can go to the bathroom. David Thompson, David MFing Thompson. Remember him? Oh yeah, dude. The, the cool cat out in Cala, Cali. Cala Cala Mala. All right. Anyways, I'm at 60 to 70 K a month. No ads. See, I told you, I told you that this was possible. And David is a past client. He's actually coming to Paris with us. Did you know that Chris? Yep. Yeah. We're going to hang in Paris. 60 to 70 K a month. No ads. I'm about to go into ads. How much would you allow to ad spend? I'm thinking five to 10 K, but is there something else I should think about before going all in? I recall Ben McClellan, McClellan asking you about elite and you said, no, I'm thinking you should reconsider that com that conversation and talk to me about it. And maybe we can just nicely triple that revenue number at, you know, the least personal expense cost to you. But yeah, five to 10 is good. It really depends on how much you want to make. I don't know that if there are any holes in your client fulfillment. Um, we can get into your business on that because if you got a lot of holes, you want to systematize that first. And then you could, it just comes down to how much you want to make, dude. Yeah. I've got some ideas for David. Are you going to share them now? Are you going to make them, uh, make them wait? I'm going to wait till Paris. Dirty, dirty, dirty dog. Unless he jumps into elite. Dirty dog. All right. Anything else you want to Sometimes talk about? He's going to play dirty. Bro, on, DT. What's the link for uh, insiders access monthly? Travelingfunnels.com slash insiders access. Really? That's that simple. Okay, cool. Traffic it. If you guys don't know what this is, we, uh, it, Hopefully I'll, we have our probably quite a few people on here already subscribed. I think it's like six or 7,000 people each month to get our learning lessons packaged up and sent yep. to them. So check it out. Traffic and funnels.com forward slash insiders, no apostrophe access, even though insiders would have an apostrophe. It doesn't in the URL. My mom was a grammar teacher. So I had to see that. Y'all we'll see you next week. Thanks for hopping on. Peace. Adios. Hey, what if you could be in the boardroom where we sit down and we plan out how we're going to grow our eight-figure company month in and month out? If you've ever wondered how traffic and funnels grew so quickly, there are strategies, there are formulas that you can model in your business that our clients 
our modeling to scale to the moon and back. This is an amazing program. It's called Insiders Access Monthly. And we've put together a couple words on a page that you can actually go and check out this offer, trafficandfunnels.com slash IAM. You will not be sorry. I promise you. Let me know what you think.